I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Barry Ferguson, Davy Proven and Paul Cooney in an afternoon when Rangers dominate. Rangers four, Celtic one. Celtic were down to ten men for much of the game, but it's a double from Kemar Roof a goal from Morelos and Jermaine Defoe scoring right at the end Edward was the scorer for Celtic 4-1 for Rangers they're on 96 points with two games remaining they could hit the 100 they could hit the Invincibles in fact to Barry they'd be disappointed not to yeah that will be um, clear in their minds now after the victory today they've got two games one away to Livingston difficult game in the artificial surface but I firmly believe that they'll go unbeaten now Paul um, they'll take a lot of confidence out of this win today and I think they'll take care of both Livingston and Aberdeen and work to be done for Celtic a massive amount of work Davy. yeah from, from top to bottom and as I said earlier on it's time that Dominic Mackay levelled with the supporters where is the club going who's coming in um, you know Dominic Mackay speaks the, the corporate language he talks about customers well it's time the customers got a steer on on where the business is going next season. Here's a customer on the line. It's Natasha from State of Mind Celtic Podcast. Natasha, good afternoon. Hello, Natasha. Yeah, just doesn't seem to be able to come back to you in a second or two. I can hear the line. Hello, Natasha. I will check just a, a second or two. Yeah, because the Celtic fans, they need to know now what is going to be happening for next season. And uh, for the Rangers fans, well, they, they want more of the same next year, Barry. Do you think it'll be tougher? 23 points at the moment. Would you imagine it'd be anything like that yeah, for next season? It's going to be tough next season because the hardest thing, Paul, as I said, is always to win win your first trophy. Yeah. Um, now it's even harder to go and maintain that. Uh, they failed a couple of times in the, the cup competitions as we've spoke about. But now they need to go and um, regroup and I'm sure the manager will want to strengthen the Rangers squad again by some good quality and then go again next season and, and retain the league title. Natasha, I think we've got you on the line now. Good afternoon. No. So, uh, ah, strange. I know you're there, Natasha. There's just something uh, here. I'll manage to fix it, I think been studying hard at the apprenticeship and how to work the desk. Uh, we'll be with you in a moment or two, hopefully. Natasha, we'll come back to you. Just seeing the highlights again here and uh, Jeremy Defoe. I mean, that's, isn't it a, it's a classic uh, striker, he's, isn't it? He's a credit to yeah. himself. 30 year, 38 years of age. Um, he's still got that, that wee zip about him. Um, as I said, when, when he starts entering into the box, Paul, I have no doubt in my mind, um, He's got every chance to hit the back of that net. I think he's going to hit it first time. He takes the ball inside, uh, twists Welsh inside out, and um, it's a great finish, calm finish into the bottom um, left-hand corner. Davy, from a Celtic point of view, though, they should have done better against him, against the four there. Yeah, with that goal. But for the goal, yeah, yeah, I think Young Welsh has to uh -huh. to keep showing him the outside and allows the four to get inside him first and then back onto his left side. So. A lesson there for young Welsh uh, against a, a real top pro. I know what you mean there. You looked at me as though to say, where do I start with the lessons that Celtic will need to learn? Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, 
I mean, the, the recruitment, whoever comes in as head of recruitment, where does he begin? And the other thing is, Paul, guys like uh, Ayeti and Barkas, who clearly uh, are not good enough, um, it's easier said than done to move these boys off that wage bill because they're going to sit tight. They're on good money. Very hard to get a player off the books when they're on top money. Mm-hmm. Natasha, I think you're there. Yes, I'm here. Uh, you are. So that was at our end. Natasha, what an afternoon for you. What's your feeling when you see the scoreline 4-1? Ugh, I mean, again, really disappointed in how often have I had to, to come on and say that this season. I mean, you know, the scoreline's one thing, but when you look at it from the start, I thought we started positively. There were signs of it being a really good contest. And then, like being discussed, within a six-minute period, the game was, was over. You know, in that one sequence of play... You have an excellent save from Alan McGregor, a red card for Callum McGregor, a goal, and then that stops it being any chance of a proper contest. And the scoreline, that 4-1, and then that reflects that. It was always going to be a near impossible task for Celtic to come back from, but we, we really didn't help ourselves today. But you could have been bolder at half-time, for example. David, you were saying that they could have made changes then and just go for it. Yeah, I, I, I really believe um, that was the time for John Kennedy to, to be bold. I think he could have gone with three at the back. It, it would still have left him with four midfield players and he could have played two strikers as well. And it's mm-hmm. a mystery to me why Lee Griffiths was on that team bus today going to Ibrox if he was never going to take part. Natasha? Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Um, there, was, there was nothing left to lose at that stage at halftime. We had a mountain ahead of us and what we'd seen wasn't working why not change it up this is going to be our last chance to get a victory over Rangers like Davey saying put two strikers on and go for it I don't understand the decisions of Kennedy today even if you look at the end the decision to take Edward off and replace him with a winger who's been you know just coming back from injury yeah. when like you say you've got Griffiths and the Yeti sitting on sitting on the bench that decision baffles me and you can compare it with the decision that Stephen Gerrard made he puts on, you know, an out-and-out goal-scoring striker and and Defoe, and what does he do? He comes on and scores a goal. There's the difference, and the the tactics and the decisions to me today in terms of the substitutions and the players didn't do Kennedy any favours. I think I think you're 100 percent right, uh, Natasha. Um, I think Stephen Gerrard, Rangers didn't just um, steamroller Celtic today. I think Stephen Stephen Gerrard was smarter in terms of of his his management of the game than than John Kennedy and. You know, to I remember Craig Levine being absolutely slaughtered when he had a Scotland team that played without mm. a striker. Celtic finished today without a, a proper striker in the pitch. And that, that, for me, is unforgivable. And for Rangers, they must be looking at it, Barry, and saying, this is amazing, no strikers on. Yeah, with 15 minutes remaining in the game, no strikers on the pitch. It, it baffles me um, why Lee Griffiths, think 10 days, Petaudry, mm. Celtic are struggling to... To get back into the game, they bring Lee Griffiths on, and what does he do? He goes and scores the equaliser, and and Celtic get a point. Um, So for Lee Griffiths, I'm sure across the Rangers bench, they were surprised um, that they never seen him. And what Davis said, what what is the point he he taking Lee Griffiths um, to Ibrox when he's not going to get an opportunity? Uh, I thought before the game of him, be honest, we we spoke about it on Friday on the show. I thought he would have came and went with both Edward and Griffiths mm. um, so when that Celtic team sheet came into the Rangers dressing room I'm sure um, the Rangers management the Rangers players were looking and thinking um, thank God because uh, they knew they would have been in a game mm. if both they two were playing together Natasha you know you don't need the best manager in the world to make those kind of decisions do you to play uh, Edward and uh, Griffiths together 
Yeah, I think it was calling out for it. You know that it was calling out for it as they had been for a while this season. And I don't think there would have been any issue in dropping someone from the middle of the park and putting two strikers up. And the game could have went so differently. So from the minute we were set out, we were already disappointed. The team played exactly as we expected them to, exactly as we've seen all season. And it's not worked. You know, we've not managed to lay a glove on Rangers this season. So setting out the same or with very minor tweaks with Boris coming back in isn't going to make the difference we needed. This was really Kennedy's opportunity to stamp his own identity over the squad, recognise it as the last chance to go out there and get a victory and set his stall out very attacking. And, and he just doesn't do that. And we, did, we didn't get close again. So there is a sense of inevitability the minute we saw the team sheet um, and even more so once we went down to 10 men. Four wins for Rangers, one draw. Rangers have got your number now. Well, certainly this season, um, and it's one that I'm very happy to to write off and not look back on. Um, obviously, it could be, and hopefully, will be a very different Celtic team we see next season. You just have to look at the starting lineup. There's a real chance that there's only going to be four or five of those players who started today, even at the club next season. So the team we see Celtic put out next season against Rangers. It's going to be entirely different. And the management team, I imagine, or I hope, is going to be very different. So, yeah, they absolutely had their number this season. No taking anything away from them in that regard. And we just have to look on to next season and hope that it's an entirely different context. Here's Barry. Yeah, yeah, that, that must be a worry for the, the Celtic support. Uh, what Natasha just mentioned there. There's certain five in that starting 11 for Celtic ain't going to be there. Then you look at the bench, there's another five that ain't going to be there. That's mm. 10 players in that match day squad um, so th- that tells me there's a hell of a lot of work mm-hmm. needs mm. to get um, put into that, that club and, and, as and there's said, no head of recruitment right now yep, and mm. Davey pre-season is just round the corner mm-hmm. yeah. and mm-hmm. wh- what do you want as a a manager you want your squad in the first day of pre-season and what Celtic's problem has been players were coming at, at the tail end of pre-season at the start of the, the season when the games had already started the difference in Rangers is their recruitment was done early doors. They get the players through the door and they were available for the first day of training in pre-season. Were you uh, disappointed that Scott Brown, that they persisted with? When I say persisted, see the Aberdeen game, Davey was saying earlier, why would you play Scott Brown? Why not play Sorrow then? Because Sorrow was uh, decent when he came on, wasn't he? But you know, we haven't seen much for months now. Uh, I mean, absolutely. It's something we've been saying for a long time now. The minute that league was over, there was no point persisting with players who aren't going to be playing for us next season. Let's look at the wider squad. Let's look at some of the fringe players and let's assess the squad. And you're taking nothing away from Scott Brown. He's contributed excellently to Celtic over his career. But again, he was shown up today. You know, he was off the pace. He couldn't keep up with the game. He was turned easily far too many times. And you're left wondering, well, why wasn't Sorrow brought in earlier? Why wasn't Sorrow started? You can't afford to be sentimental in these games. And I know it was Brown's last derby, but he was a bit of a passenger today. And the, great, the game was screaming out for Sorrow and he was just brought on too late. The story of the season for Celtic. I'm just looking then at the team. So Bain, is he there for you next season? Uh, Taylor, obviously, yes. Brown, gone. Turnbull, yes. Kenny on loan, so probably not. Edward, no, you've said already. No. El Yunusi, probably no. Unless unlikely. You could, yep, unlikely. Ayer, what would you do? No, I think he'll be away as well. Mm-hmm. For, for me, the five players I think we will have left from that starting lineup mm-hmm. are Boris, McGregor, Turnbull, Taylor, and Welsh. Mm-hmm. And you can make an argument that is Taylor really a left back who will be starting for Celtic in terms of quality? I don't think he's a replacement of Tierney. That'll be very difficult to do. 
But I'm not sure Taylor is a first choice Celtic left back. And then you look at Stephen Welsh, you know, he's a young player who's been grafted in because of injury. So again, another one who normally wouldn't be Celtic's first team player. So Boris McGregor, Turnbull in the middle of the park. And round that, you're going to have a massive rebuild job to do. Mm-hmm. And from the bench, Sorrow, he's in your team for next season, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Ayeti well he'll be on the books for a long time won't he because he's in a big contract you're not going to get rid of him he's got three years left of a, a massive contract mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ryan Christie well um, you know you're a lawyer as, as we know Natasha um, I wonder who's responsible for this uh, clause in the contract which he could be off uh, for, for no fee I know it's remarkable that Celtic have let themselves get into this position from a business perspective um, and a very strange contractual term but there we are, that is apparently what it is um, and just another sign of bad management from Celtic this season that we could end up losing Christie halfway through a season for nothing um, so with that in mind, I wouldn't be surprised to see Christie moving in the summer, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he fancies his chances down south and he's got a bit of ambition to try try elsewhere, so again one that I wouldn't be surprised if, if left over the course of the summer Davey, you've been saying it is time now for Celtic need a clarity, not least on the manager. Yeah, I mean, all they have to do is communicate with the, the, the supporters who have mm-hmm. been left completely in the dark. All, all the supporters want is a signal from the people who run the club of, of where the club is going from here. There's obviously yeah. going to be massive change. I think I think the supporters, they, well, they have to take it on the chin that, that Rangers have wiped the floor with them this season. But all they want is a sign that the club has a plan. And it's up to Dominic yeah. Mackay, as far as I can see, as the man who's going to be running the football club on behalf of Dermot Desmond, to level with the supporters and and basically tell the supporters what the plan is for next season. Absolutely. A clarity is what they need because there's uh, certainly, it's Rangers, the bragging rights all season are with Rangers. Mm. And Natasha, um, who could have believed it? What would you say about Rangers and Steven Gerrard this year? I'm not asking you to give us a litany of praise, <laughs> but I know you, you're very reasonable, you're very uh, respectful yeah. and, and highly intelligent. What would you say about Rangers this year? Oh, you know, I'll stretch as far as to say consistent. They've been very <laughs> consistent. I'm not going to lavish praise on them. I don't have that in me, not not this afternoon. But um, they have been very consistent and worthy winners of this league. Barry, will you take that from Natasha? Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> She's not going to lavish praise. Uh, <laughs> must be really uh, tough for the Celtic fans to take because 4-1, you did say, Barry, there's going to be more goals for Rangers and uh, I think you thought 4 or 5. Yeah, yeah. I, I did certainly when when Callum McGregor. I, I thought it was a pretty even game of him, but honestly, I, I really enjoyed the the first half. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was entertaining. I thought two teams had yeah. chances. There was a lot of good play, but once Callum McGregor, as I said, I was surprised after getting booked. He flies into another tackle. You're always running the danger of getting that second booking, but once he went off, um, I know Celtic equalised. But once Rangers got that second goal. Um, they were always going to be in control and I thought the second half Rangers were in control of the full the, the full second half I know Turnbull had the, the header um, from James Forrest's cross and El Yunusi with another chance but for me Rangers ran out worthy winners Do you need a new keeper for next season Natasha in your view? Oh, I mean again some, not something we've not been seeing all season Um and today actually really showed the difference that a good goalkeeper can make. And that's not something we've not been saying all season as well. That save from McGregor just before Celtic conceded, you know, that's world class. And good keepers like McGregor win you points. And Celtic haven't had that this season. 
arguably, you know, if you put McGregor into the net for that Morelos shot, McGregor would have probably saved that. Bain didn't. And too often this season, we're looking at the performances of Celtic goalkeepers and saying, that's cost us again today. So I think that next season, a goalkeeper and an Edward replacement have to be the priorities on the Celtic on the Celtic recruitment front, uh, along with the other five, six, seven, eight players we need to bring in. But I think for me, goalkeeper is massively important. Unfortunately, we spent money on Barkas and it did, just didn't work out. Um, Bain was never going to be the intended number one for this season and we've had to rely on him. Again, not a Celtic number one goalkeeper and it has cost us this season. Davey, this all adds up to a huge bill for acquisitions over the summer for Celtic. Well, it, it adds up to an absolute um, horror of a summer for Dominic Mackay to, to try and get this club back into shape. I mean, there, there's, there's not mm-hmm. one not one box that is being ticked at the moment. No no manager, no head of recruitment. Um, a dozen players probably going to be leaving or Celtic trying to get them off the, the, the books. And with no head of recruitment, who what players are in line to come come into the club? Yeah. You know, Champions League qualifiers weeks away. I, I don't I don't remember in fact I don't ever remember Celtic being in such a, a, a poor state, uh, finishing a season and looking forward to another season. I see in Cham's coming back, Natasha. Well we know that because it hasn't worked out for him there. They may sell mm. him on. And Bio coming back as well. So it's just it's gonna be what a summer. I wonder how much they'll get for Edward. Yeah, I think probably, you know, at this stage, not as much as we would have got for him last summer. And frustratingly, you can look at so many players and say that. It can be Edward and Christie and Cham. If we'd sold them all last summer, we'd have made significantly more than we're going to make this summer. And I'm not really sure that, in hindsight, keeping them for this extra year has been beneficial at all. So we are going to not make as much money. Hopefully, you know, by the time you sell a few players like that, we are going to have to we are going to have a pot there to use to fund the rebuild. But equally, you know, Celtic, Dermot Desmond, whoever, are going to need to put their hand in their pocket here and recognise that a big sum of money is going to need to be spent in order for us just to start competing again next season. You know, we can't afford for this to be a two or three year rebuild, which it may well be. The Celtic fans will really struggle to accept that. They'll want the team to be hitting the ground running at the start of next season and that is coming very, very quickly and there's a lot of work to be done before then and I'm concerned that it's just too short a period of time now. You put it really well. Have you got any cause for optimism from a Celtic point of view as a Celtic fan? You have to. You have to, don't you? You have to assume that by Tuesday, Wednesday next week we're going to announce Eddie Howe and his backroom staff and we'll, we'll we'll kick on for a good summer rebuild and start the momentum swinging back in the other direction. Natasha, thanks very much for your call. Thanks, Thank you. I don't think anyone could disagree no, no. with anything she no, said. Spot on. Yeah. Right on the money in terms of her appraisal mm. of, of, of the club and and where it's going. What a turnaround. It's That's just remarkable. Some amount of work yeah. needs to happen in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. That must be the worry for Celtic supporters. And it's been unlike them because they've prided themselves on doing it properly. For, you know, see, for me, Paul, at a, a football club, recruitment is number one. You need to get that spot on. Yep. Not every signing is, um, in terms of if you go and sign a group of players, you always get one or two that sometimes don't work out, but Celtic have made too many mistakes in the transfer market. Yep, the years have gone where they had the Wanyamas and uh, Virgil van Dijk, Dembele, 
but this year they probably kept on. People, for people too have long. been talking, Paul, about you know how quickly things can turn. Yeah. When Martin O'Neill came in, mm-hmm. um, Dick Advocate's side had just won a double and mm-hmm. won the league with 21 points. Barry, you're probably mm-hmm. part of that side. Yeah, there. Yep. And Martin O'Neill flipped it and won the league by 15 the following season. But Martin O'Neill came in and inherited Henrik Larson and Paul Lambert and Rab Douglas. And he also spent big on Chris Sutton, yep. um, Neil, Neil Lennon, Lennon, Alan Thompson. Yep. So there was less for Martin O'Neill to do. Whoever comes in has some job in his hands. All right, Celtic fans, give us a call. And Rangers fans, big win this afternoon. 4-1-0-8-0-8-17-17-700. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Sunday afternoon. Old Firm special today and Rangers take the bragging rights and take the spoils and the three points. Rangers beating Celtic by four goals to one this afternoon. We're taking your calls now. 0808 17 17 700. And uh, it's Davey Proven, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney and loads of your calls coming in. Here's Gary, a Rangers fan from Castle Milk. Gary, good afternoon. Hi, Paul. Barry, Davey, how's doing? Yeah, good. How's that smile on your face? How wide is it today? Oh, I'm like... Chris Boyd in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, the teeth are, you'll be loving it today. Barry, have you seen him on Sky there? Yeah, like, he's, yeah. his pearly whites are looking well. <laughs> We're just jealous. <laughs> yeah. Not you, of course. Uh, Gary, what about that this afternoon? 4 1. I mean, I'll be honest, I think it was a bit of a, a light uh, red card on McGregor. I mean, I would have been a wee bit peeved for that, but I'm delighted with the result. I mean, the goals on him were brilliant for us today. Uh, it's a shame Kimar didn't manage to get his hat trick, but hey, I'll take the four one. I'm happy. We move forward, step closer to a uh, invincible season. Mm-hmm. Star man for you today, then. Who was it? Is it the uh, the striker between uh, Kimar and Ryan Kent. I think mm-hmm. the two of them had an outstanding game today. I think Barry and Davey agreed yeah. that they, 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 they dominated really. You, you were saying the red card was a bit harsh, Barry, would you agree? No, I, I think once you get booked, um, you three know. minutes later he flies into the, the, the tackle um, with, with Kamara. I think he runs the risk of getting another booking. Um, and I can see why the referee gave a second yellow yellow card. Callum McGregor's experienced enough to realise that, that you can't do it so I can see the reason why the, the referee um, sent him off I don't think he's seen too many complaints from the Celtic players so that tells you that um, it was a, a second yellow card um, but in terms of the Ryan Kent uh, I'll go back I mean I'm just thinking about the game I thought he looked so sharp so direct he, he was just in top form and I just hope he's one player that the manager's allowed to keep because I'm sure of clubs like Leeds and mm. other clubs will be watching this game today. He was a standout performer. I know Roof was was great. Yep. He, he struggled, as I said to you, the, the previous four or five weeks, Paul, but he came in and he, he scored a good double. But for me, the outstanding player in the part was Ryan Kent by a country mile. Ryan Kent was at it right from the beginning, Davey. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if it's a choice that Rangers have to sell Kent or Morelis, I think it would be easier to get a replacement for Morelis. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you can get a replacement for Kent. The, the, that type is so few and far between and he was he went full through the full repertoire this afternoon I hate I hate to say it um, but I, I enjoyed watching him today and that is um, I'm being perfectly honest I enjoyed watching the skill the boy has um, that type of player is, is just priceless as a former Celtic player it's still, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, I'm, I'm just being honest it's um, to, to watch that level of skill mm. uh, 
you know, when it comes to to the tricks and ability to go past defenders, he is miles ahead of anyone in, in our game. I don't know if I could say the same thing about a Celtic player. <laughs> no, but listen, he, he has he's, he's one thing I said to you. The, the thing that has impressed me about him is he's, he's brought a level of consistency. He's game week in week out. He's performing at a high level. And what I love about him, it's not just about going forward and the tricks and the end products there. It's the dirty side of the game. He does a great job for his teammates. He, he tracks back, um, as we've seen in two or three occasions during the game. He's in his own box clearing balls and helping out his defenders. So for me, he's key that Rangers keep him. If you're asking me a question, if it's Morelos or Kent, I agree with Davey. I think you've got to keep Ryan Kent. If big bids come in for both of them, which I fully expect, Kent's the one that I would keep Gary do you agree with that hold on to Kent absolutely I mean I did say a couple of months ago if it came down to it I did get rid of Kent when he had the dipping form and Morelos was firing but I think over the season I mean the guys just proved it his statistics uh, he's done really really well his assists his goals and the day was the liveliest guy in the park and a wee bit of style, you know what I mean? A couple of wee tricks, you don't see that too often in the old forms as well now. So Big big I bit of style, really. Yeah. What do you uh, want to ask Barry or Davey? You pile in, Gary, go on. Davey is, uh, has paid tribute there to Ryan Kent as a former Celtic player and Barry saying that uh, he's been outstanding. Anything you want to ask them? Where they want I, to strengthen? Uh, what do they think Celtic need next season to challenge Rangers again? How long have you got? <laughs> <laughs> this will take Davey about 10 minutes to answer. <laughs> need, need a recruitment agency. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's, I'm shaking my head here, but there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing actually funny about it if, if you're a Celtic mm. uh, supporter. Nothing funny about it at all that the club is, is in this state. Um, and, you know... There was every possibility Celtic could have lost the league this season. Rangers have been terrific. But for Celtic to find themselves with the amount of problems they have in terms of personnel for their dressing room and personnel for the coaching staff, it, it beggars belief. And, you know, I go back. When Peter Lowell came into Celtic, they had contested a European final a couple of months previous. If you look at the club that he's leaving behind, it's unrecognisable. And that, that for me is unforgivable. But it can change so quickly, Barry, isn't it? Because we didn't think this would be the case for this season. And Rangers, they persisted with the manager because Stephen Jard had a really tough time last season. But he got the signings right. He did well in the market and he did it early. He did the business that, early. That was a, yep. That's been the key um, to Rangers' season. He, his recruitment's been really good and it got done early. Mm. These guys were, were through the the training centre doors in the first day of pre-season, Paul. And when you get players in, it allows them to get used to the surroundings, um, the expectations, the demands that are put on them at a club like Rangers. Um, and, I mean, he, he done it perfectly. Um, the only one I would probably say is Big Eaton has no probably hit the ground running as well as the other signings. Um, but you get that. You don't get every signing 100% bang on, but the vast majority of the signings that Stephen Gerrard's made have done a great job. And I, I know for a fact he's going and trying to do the same thing with another two or three players. Because I'll go back to the word I always use or the phrase, the best time to strengthen is when you're on top and you know there's going to be a big overhaul of players across the road at Celtic. 
for me Rangers keep their best players and add two or three quality and then they continue the form into next season David you mentioned in your column in the Sun today I think you also paid you mentioned the Rangers directors who've backed mm -hmm. uh, Stephen Gerrard because yeah. Rangers you know financially in a difficult position and they are and yeah. they have been and there's loans from Douglas Park and others who have put their money where their mouth is huge amount of money huge amount of money when you look at the, the strength of that Rangers squad now um, and that, yeah. that the, the, the squad is as strong as it is for one reason hard cash and that, a lot of that cash has come out of people's pockets people like Douglas Park who've backed Stephen Gerrard to, to the very hill and I'm, I'm sure that's a that is a I'm sure Stephen Gerrard himself would acknowledge that he'd be first to, to say that I mean you look at the players Rangers are missing just now mm -hmm. three centre backs Katic Balogun Holander yeah. you look at the two midfielders who you would probably say could be certain starters Ryan Jack Scott Arfield yep. that's five big players that are missing for Rangers so it just shows you the strength and depth Patterson and Patterson is only going to get better isn't yep. it mm -hmm. so there's there's six players that have got a real chance of starting on the Rangers team and credit has got to go to the Rangers board because one thing about the Rangers board they've backed their manager in the transfer market Gary, how do you feel about Kmar Roof? I know how you feel about him today with two goals. And do you think he'll be here next season? He came up and he's done well, but he hasn't as much game time as you thought, but 16 goals. Absolutely. I think he's got to stay if we've got any chance of keeping a hold of him at all. I mean, he did have a little dip in the middle of the season, but he did struggle with injury. So, absolutely, I think Kmar's got to stay, along with Defoe, who came on for a nice wee cameo at the end. Even if it is just a coach role, you know, and he's got a contract to play just in case we need him. But um, I know I think he must got to stay if we can. The cameo was a masterclass in that goal, wasn't it? From uh, Germain Defoe. And you hear Barry saying how good he is with the younger players. In fact, all the players you can learn from somebody of his, the England striker. You can look up to him. Look, look mm. at the level that Germain Defoe has played at. 38 years of age as well. Look at the condition the guy's in. He looks fit as a fiddle. He still looks sharp. Look, he's lost a bit of pace. That's natural as you get older. But you still get that wheeze up five yards and you've seen with the, the finish today. Ran 20 yards, drove into the box. Good bit of skill and the, the finish was composed. That's what you get from top players. And for me, I'm sure that he's one player that the manager would like to sit down with and, and try and get some sort of deal sorted. Gary, uh, Champions League qualifiers coming soon. Where would you like to strengthen in the Rangers team? I think it's going to have to be the defence. I, I think sometimes we still look a little bit sus. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know we've got an unreal uh, goals against record this season, but I still think when they come up against real, real quality, uh, somebody sort of from the continent, uh, Europe and that, I still think we struggle a bit. Um, and also I was wondering what Barry and Davy and yourself thought. Who's going to take over for McGregor? Will it be Andy Fuff or McCrory? Seeing as uh, mm -hmm. Fuff got a wee contract extension. Good question. Barry, what do you think? I hope I it's nobody for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's that important. Aye, aye. <laughs> he's that important. And you've seen the difference from both Rangers and Celtic. When you've got a top goalkeeper, they're worth 15, 18 points a season. Yeah. And that's what Alan McGregor brings. And for me, he still looks, look, he's getting older. He looks to me of, he looks after himself a lot better. He manages his situation. He had a, he had a back problem. And, and I know about two or three years ago, that's why he retired for the international scene. Um, he gets enough rest in between, in between games. But for me, um, I hope he's still about for, I know he's signed on next year, but if he continues his sort of form, 
he's been in I can see Alan McGregor playing in for another two or three years well you heard Natasha saying that save from El Yunusi, yeah, which we yeah. could hardly see in the naked eye but it yeah. was the keeper well, I, think, I think there are parallels between McGregor and, and Defoe mm-hmm. um, you know in terms of the, the shape they're in in their late 30s and that's what disappoints me so much about Lee Griffiths who's eight years younger than Jermaine Defoe but wasn't worthy of even a, a cameo appearance today or certainly in the eyes of John Kennedy wasn't worth it and, and Lee Griffiths and I would, I, if, if if I'm Celtic, I, I give him the option on reduced money and incentivised, incentive-based yeah. contract. But Celtic with with Clamalla gone, Edward going, um, I think they've got to keep Lee Griffiths under some kind of deal. And do you agree with Gary about Rangers for Champions League to strengthen in the well, defence? Well, Rangers have to do that because next season, the, the Champions next season will go straight into the group stages of the, the Champions League so the, the, the stakes have never been higher for a long number of years and you'd have to say at the moment Rangers are well and truly in the box seat they, they look a stick on at the moment Barry, yep, but yep. listen what an incentive straight into the Champions Champions League group stage instead of, I, I think it's crazy that Champions your country still need to play qualifying yeah. games I think it's I think it's a joke an insult but it's um it's something that I'm sure the, the Rangers board and the Rangers management team and the Rangers players will, will realise next year we've got to go and do it again. But in terms of the goalkeepers, I think Rangers are really strong. They've got big McLaughlin. Don't remember remember about him, Gary. He's When he came in when Alan McGregor was out injured, I thought he was outstanding as well. And I've seen young Andy Firth. I McGregor and, might have struggled to get back into the team yep. uh, the way McLaughlin started the start of the season. He was unreal. Yep, he was. He's, he's Again, he's a very good goalkeeper, but also they've got two really good young goalkeepers in Firth and, and McCrory. So they're strong in that department, but for me, nobody touches Alan McGregor. Who's your player of the season? Gary. Uh, McGregor. McGregor, you're going. David, and I think yeah. secondly has got to be uh, Stephen Davis. Davis. I mean, there's the day, even overlapped one of the defenders yeah. to get back to make a tackle. It's just unreal how the guy keeps going with an engine in him. That was deep into the game as well. But David, you've got a different view about goalkeepers. And yeah, player I, I, of the year. I don't think goalkeepers should be included in the Player of the Year award, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, because there's a reason they're playing in goal, or <laughs> most of them. But, but, and I'm taking nothing away from Alan McGregor, who is the best at his trade in the, in the country by by some distance and I've got great admiration for him to be in the shape he's in at that age but for me Stephen Davis player of the year next caller is Andy Gorham uh, Fraser Foster <laughs> <laughs> Pat Bonner <laughs> Jim Layton <laughs> how can you say goalkeepers can't wait you have <laughs> started so you'll finish what a season for you and Gary not putting you in a downer nothing could today a 4-1 win for Rangers but how, how gutted were you last weekend to go out of the cup Oh, I was devastated, man. I, I thought we were a sure win for it. I just don't know what it is. It was just been a sort of hangover for winning the league and they just took the foot off the pedal. Or, I don't know. It, just, it was really disappointing. But if you said to me at the start of the season, we would you rather? And it was a league all day long. So that's what I would grasp onto. Just need to know big baby. Good call. Gary, thanks very much. Enjoy the rest of your day. What are you doing the rest of the day? Are you going to be outside somewhere? Socially distanced, but enjoying a glass of something. 
I probably have a wee shandy. <laughs> Barry, you saw in Hamilton coming in today that people were there already socially distanced, having a an orange juice and waving to you as you came into the Go Radio Studios. <laughs> yep, yep, a few in the different side. Yeah, yep. <laughs> no, but it's all good banner. It is, and you love that actually, don't you? Yeah, yeah. listen, it's, yep. brought, it's the first time in ten years I've been able to walk about smiling. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Gary, thanks for your call. Thanks. I'll have a call guys have a nice day cheers cheers, cheers. 0808 17 17 700 there's only 20 minutes remaining it's the Go Radio special today Rangers beating Celtic by 4 goals to 1 the Go Radio football show talking football first listen live weeknights from 5 the day just gets better for Barry Ferguson because uh, his old club Rangers winning 4-1 this afternoon against Celtic in the Derby and also Barry you've got a huge game Brewer Rangers on your own Kelty Hearts up there on Tuesday night you've had more testing going on yeah we get tested after training yesterday Paul at, at 4 o'clock um, so just get news there our, our word there that all tests come back negative so great news that we can all go now and, and look forward to the, the big game on Tuesday it is amazing what goes on behind the scenes because you're all pampered playing at the top clubs you, you are when you were at Celtic Rangers or whatever look at your players at Kelty Hearts so they're working tomorrow some of them might be off because it's yeah. the, the holiday but they work and then when are you going up? we're going up on Monday night um, so the bus we're going to do probably a tour of Scotland so we need to go around and pick up yeah. all different people in different places is it the so, parks buses? Yeah. yep so we'll get our first pick up at, in Hamilton um, at yeah. half past six and then we go to Edinburgh and then we go to Fife and then we'll go to Perth um, pick all the boys up um, and then up to Brora so wow. it's, it's just the way we have to do it it's yeah. no ideal preparation but you know what I'm not going to moan about it at least we've got a game yeah. Um and we'll go and we'll give it our best shot. What what time will you be up there on Monday night, Barry? Rather arrive up there at midnight. Right. Wow. And the match is what seven seven o'clock. Seven o'clock on the the Tuesday night. So. Um, and then you stay overnight, or and then come back. No, no we'll come back uh, straight after the game. Um, guys are working uh, Wednesday morning. We've got about I think seven or eight boys that start the their work at half six seven o'clock. So. They'll get three or four hours, well, no, even four hours, three hours in their kit. Then they'll need to go up and start working again on, on Wednesday. But listen, it is what it is, but we'll have to yeah. deal with it. It's no ideal that the game was uh, is midweek. Um, but for the pyramid system... It's happening. It's happening. Yeah. It's great for the... the it's great for us. It's great for the pyramid system that the, game, uh, the game's going ahead. When's the second leg? Uh, on Saturday. Right, OK. Uh, yeah. So... Fingers crossed for you at Kelty Hearts. Look at the money put in there, Davey. And then we do talk about... I mean, there's an Aberdeen player, Andy Considine, saying, ah, you know, we were tired with three games in a week. Yeah, I couldn't believe but that. It wasn't even... It was not three games in... Three three games in nine days. And, then, you know, if you look at what Barry's just describing here, what his players are mm. going to have to go through. Um, you know, the, the boys at the top clubs don't know they're living. Yeah, I know. But when I was explaining to the guys the situation yesterday, this is the way we had to do it. Their reaction was, look, Gaffer, we'll, we'll play 12 o'clock midnight. They just want to get back playing football. They know it's a, a great opportunity for them uh, to make a bit of history at lower league level. So, listen, the game, as I said, I think I said to Davey and, and Oz and, and Rob on Thursday, you could play the, the game at 2 or 3 in the morning. We'd still go and, and make ourselves available. And then are, the are Kel- Sorry, Paul, yep. are Kelty underdogs? Because Brora, yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're the favourites, Ke- right. uh, Brora. Obviously, they had a great result against Hearts, Hearts yeah. in the Scottish Cup. I watched the full game. They, they thoroughly deserved to beat Hearts. There's no doubt about it. They have, they've got a, a catchment area. They, they go in for like kind of Inverness, right? 
they're Inverness best most of their players um, so they're a real good outfit they, they've been the strongest team up there since Cove obviously uh, get promoted yeah. into the SPFL it's going to be a tough one but listen we'll, we'll, we'll give it a good go we're a good team as well so it's two good teams going to have a go at each other and um yeah, the best one won. And then the overall winner plays probably Brecon City. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's time. going to be Brecon. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But no date for that just yet. How would, how would yeah. if you if you got them into League Two? How would that? I remember meeting you on a flight coming up from London, and you're just drawn with uh, QPR. Harry Redknapp was a manager at the time, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking to myself, that's some achievement go, going head to head with Harry Redknapp. Mm-hmm. And you know, Barry's managed to get a draw. You were managing Blackpool. Yeah, but I just I, I had actually the way it worked there. I got a bad injury. Um, I think it was in October time it was my last opera- operation on my ankle um, the surgeon says that's you 37 no more finished. no more yep. that's you finished so obviously Paul Ince was the manager at the time we are in a terrible run I got the job and it was great to come up against guys like that yeah. they were they were brilliant I mean I went in and spent I think 20-30 minutes with Harry Redknapp Joe Jordan all these sort of guys yeah. um, and it was a great experience Probably a bit too too early for me, but it get put on me. Would I would I take a job? I was retiring anyway, Davy. So I was in the midst of doing my my badges. So it was a great experience in the championship. Managed to keep Blackpool up. So happy days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just wonder how if you if you get Kelty into the league, that that's got to be up there with. I mean, it's an achievement in terms of what you've done well see five years well four years ago the, the club were a, were a junior team yeah. basically it's an amazing um, story it yeah. is, it's a great story for the, the club and look we've had good backing from the the general manager um, he's he's helped me go and get a better quality player um, so what an achievement it would be for us to get out but we've got we've got hard work ahead of us um, it's not been ideal preparation but I'm not going to moan about it nope. Um it's it's one of the ones that we've been what that's four months without a game, so we've had two and a half three weeks preparation, and we're going to go and give it our best shot. This afternoon, Rangers gave it their best shot, a four-one, a convincing victory over Celtic. You know the story now. Two goals for Kemar Roof, a goal from Morellas and Jermaine Defoe scoring right at the end. Edward had made it one-one earlier on, and that was just a few minutes after Rangers scored the opener. And also Celtic lost uh, Callum McGregor. It was his second yellow card. Not too many complaints about it. I think he knew immediately he had the tackle on Glenn Kamara. He was going off. And in the second half, it was dominated by Rangers. So Rangers now 96 points, a goal difference of uh, 72 after the 36 games. And Davey, would you bet against Rangers now going invincible season in the league? Yeah, the road's on now. I mean, this was the last hurdle today, wasn't it? Um, so I'd, I'd be very surprised if they take their eye off the ball now. And Rangers for next season, well, they start favourites. They're, they're in much better nick than, than Celtic at the moment. Um, you know, it's, it's going to take a, an awful lot of effort and an awful lot of money, I think, to have Celtic anywhere near ready to, to go on, on day one of next season. And next season is crucial given that there's a Champions League group stage spot up for grabs. It's absolutely huge. For Rangers, the place, uh, will there be much of a celebration today, Barry, at Rangers? Will they have a celebration at Ibrox, the players? Well, they might have a couple of a couple of beers um, to relax or whatever. They've still got two games to go and I'm sure they would want to just make sure these games um, are won. Um, but listen, it's, I'm always a big believer when you, you played old firm games um, and you won them. You Enjoy had a, 
a slight celebration. Um, and they should. It's, it's yeah. tough because Rangers went through a long time without being able to beat Celtic. Um, so it was it was tough on them. So I'm sure um, the manager will allow them a day off and I'm sure they'll have a couple of beers together. Back on Rangers in a moment or two. At the other end of the table yesterday, all the other teams were playing. Uh, what about Ross County? Big win for them. 2-0 against Dundee United. I think that surprised a lot of people. Huge result. I've never seen that coming, if I'm no. being honest with you. I watched Dundee United against Aberdeen in the, in the Scottish Cup and I was so impressed with, with Dundee mm. United. They absolutely battered Aberdeen. Um, so that's a great re- result for John Hughes and, and Ross County and it keeps them in with a, with a chance of staying up. Davey? Yeah, some surprising results yesterday. Mm. Hamilton as well. Mm. I mean, who saw that coming yesterday? And Kilmarnock, who a couple of weeks ago looked odds on to stay up, now in big bother. So what's happening at Kilmarnock? I see Kyle Lafferty has made a, an amazing recovery, wasn't able to affect the game yesterday too much, but uh, Kelly could still be in trouble, second bottom. Yeah, I, I said uh, a week or two ago, I, I fancied Kilmarnock um, to get out at Kyle Lafferty, obviously scoring goals, um, him and, and Berkey mm-hmm. struck up a, a decent relationship, but there's, after that result yesterday against Muddle, Paul, they're, they're dragged back into it. Um, and I'm surprised if you look at Kilmarnock, um, they've got good players. Me and David were speaking um, off air about it. If you look defensively, that was something that always get labelled against them. They were strong. They didn't concede many goals, but they're conceding some amount of goals. At the bottom, Hamilton then after the 36 games are on 30 points. Kilmarnock on 32. Ross County on 33. Then Dundee United on 42. St Mirren 43 and Motherland 44. And they have to play each other. So Hamilton against Ross County coming up as some game. Yeah, th- th- Hamilton, uh, again, I think I was the only one that said um, in the whole country on Friday, apart from the, the Hamilton players that yeah. I fancied them. They always, they always get these big results, Hamilton. And don't be surprised... If, if they get out it and finish in a, a playoff or even third bottom um, great result for Brian Rice and he's got two massive games coming up one against Ross County as you mentioned and then the last game of the season Kilmarnock travel to New Douglas Park so that's going to be a big one as well and that's tough on the plastic pitch I know Rugby Park is yeah. uh, the plastic pitch as well but that will be tough for them at Hamilton yeah absolutely and in the meantime Paul Dundee you know, um, mm. it looks as if it's going to be Dundee who are going to be waiting um, for, for whoever's involved in that playoff. And they've and, come good again. having. Well, I mean, let's be honest here. A lot of people want Hamilton out of the league. They'd rather mm. see Dundee up to get a, a, a Tayside derby back in the, the fixture list. But you've got to hand it to Hamilton. I mean, under Martin Canning, great escape mm. artists every single year. And you would never bet against them doing it again. No, nope. Ryan Rice has continued that. He was in the in the... Well, he won't be in the dugout again, will he, this season? Will he be back for one game right at the I end? Think I think it's two games two, two plus game two. Yeah. Uh, suspended, yep. What about Hibs yesterday losing as well? Um, Jack Ross will be annoyed, won't he? He wants to cement that third place. Yeah, it was a chance to cement that that, that third place. Um, but they were coming up against a team in St. Johnson who, I don't know if Davey agrees with me, see the last two or three months, I've been so impressed with them. Um, again, I was impressed with them when they went to the Ibrooks last week in the in the Scottish Cup. I, I thought like they were well set up, they were really well drilled, but I thought on the ball they were good. Yeah. I was impressed by them. They 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 still look all right for third place hibs because mm. their their goal difference is nine better than Aberdeen. Mm. And Aberdeen go to Ibrooks in the last day of the season, I think. So 
you would yep. still fancy Hibs, but they've done their best to throw it away. Yep. It's uh, Hibs on 59 points, Aberdeen 56, St. Johnson 44, Livy on 44, and uh, Rangers now on 96 points, Celtic on 73. Final thoughts then this afternoon. Arsenal are one up at half time at Newcastle. Newcastle were doing well for a wee while, but they're not exactly out of it yet at the bottom there. But uh, here in Scotland, it's Rangers season, Barry, league-wise, 23 points in it. So what's next for Rangers? What's next for Rangers is to go and build on what they've done this season. Um, signing soon, do you think? Will he start Yeah, to... not just yeah. signings, but I'm talking about winning trophies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've done the hardest thing um, was to take the, the league title off Celtic, who have been so dominant over the the last nine nine years um, so it's to kick on again go and strengthen make sure they're, they're bang at it retain the league title and hopefully add a cup or two to that Fashion Sakala could be on his way I see they're still talking about him today yeah I, I, I looked him yeah. up um, I don't, I, I, there's no too much detail about him um, but he, he scored a few goals and that maybe tell me that Morelos might be the one to go mm-hmm. Or would Roof be in demand as well? Maybe back down south? Yeah, look, you, you've seen Roof's qualities mm-hmm. uh, today in the game. I thought his first goal uh, was was a brilliant finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and also his, his second goal, he started the build-up, played the ball wide to Barisic and continued his running. A great header. Um, so he, he's one I'm sure the manager would like to keep. And Davey, one minute remaining for Celtic. It is the end of an era. We've been saying it yeah. for weeks and yeah. tribute to them, but huge job to do now. Well, they're, they're rock bottom now. The only way is up for Celtic. But it, it's really time to hear from the Dom, Dominic Mackay. It's, it's time that we heard from him. <laughs> Good time to take over though, isn't it? To, to build again and, you know, the old guard to go. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, for me, the only way is up for Celtic. And, and hopefully Dermot Desmond uh, is fully committed. And I'm terms, in terms of finance, it's going to cost a lot of money to have Celtic competitive for the first game of next season. Hopefully, he is prepared to, to back whoever the new manager is all the way. We're back here tomorrow evening without Barry. Barry, good luck on Tuesday night yep, in the playoff. Here. We'll be thanks here very with much. Marvin Bartley and Mark Guidi. Davey, Barry, thanks very much for joining us this afternoon. And it's Rangers afternoon yet again. What a season it's been for Rangers. 23 points clear. The champions showing uh, how it's done against Celtic. Thanks to everyone. Thanks to James. And thank you for all your calls. We're back tomorrow. Live at five, coming up next, it's Shaban. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five.